As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. It's the WrestleNomics Thursday 30. Coming at you live and free for the time being. I am Chris Gullo, joined alongside the Mathematics Wizard. The ratings... Well, yeah, I got to come up with a cool. The king of ratings, <laughs> Brandon Thurston. No, not not a demo god. What, what did MJF try to use for a minute? The minutes. Yeah, a minute you, by minute, or it, it didn't last. Anyway, um, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so uh, we actually are going to talk about the dynamite rating that and that just came out with the quarter hours. We're going to discuss uh, AEW versus WWE business as of recent. And how is Bray Wyatt's return affecting ticket sales? So that yes. and all more here on a Thursday 30. If you want to participate, we do have the Super Chat option. There's the uh, dollar sign with your question. And uh, we will answer it uh, probably at the end of the uh, uh, Thursday 30 if you do ask the Super Chat. I'm hearing that we have quarter hours. Can you confer- con- confirm that? I can confirm. Can confirm that they were they were hand jammed into the spreadsheet moments, and I mean moments before going live today. Uh, so we will touch on quarter hours uh, as we have for a number of weeks in a row now. Uh, but this this is the Thursday third. It's going to be subscriber only beginning in November. Uh, if you want to become a patron on patreoncom slash you'll get access to that in November as well as immediate access to the WrestleMania viewership spreadsheet, the quarter hours that I post. Uh, we've got TV ratings, the exclusive source for TV ratings for. Women of Wrestling, the third episode's uh, ratings have been posted, uh, and plenty of other things. So we'll get started with Dynamite ratings, since that's the newest news. I didn't update this slide, but we'll move past it. AEW Dynamite had 983,000 viewers, a demo of 0.32. This was both the lowest total and 18-49 viewership since August 17th. That said, it wasn't that far off of what it's been doing usually. Um, what, what do we want to talk about here? See, I have quarter hours done, but I don't have them. We got them so late, I don't have them in the spreadsheet. Uh, but what I can do is we'll just we'll exit out of the spreadsheet and we'll, we'll do some uh, some live slides 
or we'll exit out of the slides and do some live spreadsheet uh, business right now. So here's the table. I'm going to copy and paste it in here right now. Um, we uh, we have two two cells that are bright green, and that is quarter hour two. I'm talking about the demo here. And that is quarter hour two, and that is quarter hour six. Quarter hour two was up 3% in the demo in a quarter that is usually down 3% in the demo. That was the last few minutes of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and a short segment backstage with Matt Hardy, Ethan Page, I believe Stokely Hathaway and Private Party were involved too. Uh, and then we have quarter hour six, which was up 1% in the demo. And by the way, this, uh, let, me, let me paste the line chart. This is another down and to the right trend for quarters. So this, much like last week, was a pretty precipitous decline throughout the program. Uh, not the consistent narrative that one has been able to uh, use when talking about AW Dynamite quarter hours of late. This was a pretty down and to the right trend. Beginning in quarter hour one, perhaps benefited by the Big Bang Theory lead-in. We don't know how, what the viewership was for the Big Bang Theory at 7.30, but starting with just over a million viewers, 1 million and 69,000. It did grow and peak in quarter hour three. What did quarter hour three have? It had the tag match between QT Marshall uh, teaming with Nick Camarado against Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Some call it Ward Joe, right? Is that it? Um, it had the stuff post-match with FTR, Brian Cage. It had a relatively short, in the context of 15 minutes of, of a promo with Chris Jericho 2.0. And then it had... The beginning, I would say about half, around half of the Billy Gunn and Swerve Strickland match. So uh, we did have one red box here, which was quarter hour four, which lost 6% of the demo in a quarter that usually loses 1% of the demo. And that was the finish of the Gunn and Swerve match, the post-match stuff with the acclaimed Mark Sterling, Tony Nese, uh, an MGF backstage promo, an ad break, a John Moxley live promo. Um... I don't see super loud and clear stories here. Um, I did, did see a pretty clear story in the raw core hours that we'll talk about in a moment here. But any thoughts and questions? I'll open this up for Chris Gullo's Q&A. Any, uh, any, yes, anything. To I was just going to say Billy Gunn equals ratings until like, uh, you know. Well, he's he, the most protected individual in all of AEW. <laughs> so I'm glad that, you know, Swerve Strickland had to hold on to those ropes to pin the one Billy Gunn. Nobody um, get him. Yeah, but at least that that, that ch- segment for um, quarter four has just a lot jammed in there. There really isn't one reason who could pinpoint for that drop, I think. Quarter hours are nonsense, man. Like if, if I think maybe you can get, if there's a really huge discrepancy, let's, let's, since I'm, since I'm ranting about it now, let's just look at what the, um, look, let's get the quarter hours for raw this past Monday, which are in here somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, you, you bro, go up where? Oh, there. Oh, I think you were right. No, no, you gotta go up, 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 up. Oh, here. Right, right there. Okay. Yep. So, if I could find them, I was going to blame it on you. Uh, so here we have, look at quarter hour five. Quarter hour five for Raw. The epic three-hour Monday Night Raw. Uh, quarter hour five, the 9 o'clock to 9.15 p.m. quarter. Up 20% from quarter to Ooh. quarter. Up 24% in the demo. This was, this had no ad breaks in it. What's, what, what's the biggest draw and anti-draw in all of, all of quarter hour 
analysis, it's ad breaks. Ad, this, ad breaks, yep. And, and notice there were, there were three quarters that had no ad breaks in them, but this was one of them. But it was, but it did have the the Judgment Day doing the same angle with AJ Styles that led to the return of Carl Anderson and, and Doc Gallows. Uh, I'm going to do something dangerous and try to extrapolate a narrative onto this and say well, maybe I, I I did go back and, and rewatch this and and it it wasn't a short segment so maybe as they appeared on the screen. People called their friends and told them, you got to put on the USA Network, or maybe they saw it on social media, or maybe people who would have tuned out did not tune out. Anyway, that's a huge, a huge increase. This, So we have quarter hours going back to early 2022 this year. Uh, we don't have any, we have very few quarter hours before then. This is, at least in Raw, because Raw is on one spreadsheet, so I can easily look at it. This is the biggest quarter-to-quarter growth in viewership for Raw that I am aware of this year it might i didn't look at the other shows there might be others that are even bigger than this but this is astonishing um main event quarter with matt riddle and Sami Zayn, and the dx live promo also grew 13 percent, 10 percent in the demo so those are double digit differences i was doing some oh this will bore people i was doing some math earlier and trying to figure out trying to use standard deviation to say is is this five percent rule that i'm using to to light up these green boxes is that appropriate and it it, it varies from show to show i looked at all five shows that we usually have core hours for and five percent is is pretty good for some of the shows the standard deviation can be more like six percent or even seven percent but you know mid single digits seems like it's about right um that requires further explanation but it'll be too boring um so anyway that's a huge difference. Um, I think if you want to know which which quarter drew the most interest for the given show, you should just just look at um, just look at the YouTube stuff. Look at the U- the YouTube as I try to exit out of this. Look at the YouTube uh, data. So we have here these are the most viewed, the top ten most viewed WWE YouTube videos on their YouTube channel. And number one is is the highlights of Bray Wyatt returning at Extreme Rules that has 2.7 million views as of as of uh, last hour. Uh, but the the gals and Anderson return to help AJ Styles against the Judgment Day has 1.55 million, which is uh, just behind. Right, it is just behind the Brock Lesnar return against Bobby Lashley, which has 1.67 million. So, and Brock Lesnar. First of all, it's a Brock Lesnar segment. Second of all, it's a Brock Lesnar return. That would do huge numbers. And and so the the notion that the Gals Anderson clip did more than a million views and did something comparable to a Brock Lesnar return clip tells me that in this short instance of time popped a number. Um, Interesting that the DX, they didn't put a DX video up. This is the top 10. So you want to know, is there okay. a DX video? Because um, I would think based on seeing the soldiers doing very well on merch dice that that would do good on youtube so if we look at just the raw this is the raw and we do have some dx stuff here we have a dx clip that did just is currently now some you know more than 60 hours since it's been posted we do have one dx clip that did over a million okay i I, I couldn't see it on that this is this is the this is the clip that showed the uh this is the clip that closed the show for raw um because I think that has to contribute to that strong finish, you know, at least part of it. So SmackDown was a normal number. The big, big question, big test this week is what does SmackDown do this Friday 
with Bray Wyatt advertised. More on that in a second. But Raw was up, compared to the last four weeks, 11% total viewership. Up 25% in 1849. Why? 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 I mean... <laughs> yes, why? Why Why was the Raw rating up this week? Raw rating I mean, was, I, I was especially high. Look at these see, gauges. See, see, the season premiere, they... The people- season premiere, because everybody was... They had their nice rest from watching Raw all year, and they had that, that hiatus period. It was very wide. No because Bray showed up at Extreme Rules. I think they thought Bray Wyatt would pop up on Raw. There was no... And, and I think that's part of it. And I think then, obviously... Gallo shows up and Anderson and then people, but they weren't advertised. Mm-hmm. That was a total surprise. No, Brock Lesnar no. was a surprise. Nobody yeah. knew they were going to show up. I think, I think the Bray Wyatt thing probably. Yes. I think there's three factors here. Uh, I think Bray Wyatt is number one, given that we already have evidence of him popping a rating a few weeks ago for SmackDown that did 2.5 million viewers, which was the largest total audience that SmackDown has had since March, 2020. So, and you look at the other other things, including the YouTube reaction that we've seen for that video of him returning at Extreme Rules. I'm starting to see his his merchandise appear in in the top seller sort, very high at the top. Um, so there's already an expectation that a Bray Wyatt effect, despite him not appearing on this show other than a video recap, that he would that the just the fact of him returning would put WWE more at top of mind or. Pr- probably more precisely would you know fans would be tuning in to think that maybe he's going to show up he didn't though um post pay-per-view is another factor shows after pay-per-view tend to do well b pay-per-views like extreme rules though not necessarily so i'd say that's the smallest one and maybe the dx and the dx things has to be considered uh hard to unpack though um i'm sure there's not cage match data on this yet but the social media especially twitter was very uh in favor of this show this episode there was a lot of nice things said you, you want to know what the cage match rating was for this raw uh let's look let's go to like said, on social media it looked it was very this, positive this right now with with 105 votes it's at a 7.62 7.62 for raw that's higher than last week which was a 6.4 but not not as high as two weeks ago and the week before that both of those were eights so this is a this is a for this era of Raw, this is an average Raw, I would say, uh, in terms of cage match rating. Um, I, th- I think, though, Chris Gull, you're, you're probably... Have you been voting on cage match? Have you I have not. I've, I've been seeing your Instagram posts where you've been, been posting how great WWE is. And um, <laughs> follow, follow Russellomics at, at uh, Russellomics on Instagram. Are, are you infiltrating cagematch.net? How many burner accounts do you have? I know you have mo- more than one email address. You know, <laughs> I, I have two of your email addresses. Lord knows how many others you have. Are you, how many accounts have you created in Cage Match to just astroturf the numbers here to make it look like W's actually changed? I'm going to deny all those rumors, all these allegations. Okay. They cannot be proven. Okay. Um, anyway... Uh, briefly about ratings rampage rating was not great this week uh it, it did it had the battle of the belts episode after it this is the first time the battle of the belts is aired immediately after rampage this was the fourth edition of battle of the belts which is a special that that if you don't know has been happening quarterly since january of this year uh it was slightly less viewed than all the others uh so i'm not sure what what the what the purpose of battle of the belts really is other than 
a token of appeasement to AEW for the inconvenience of it having to move from TNT to TBS. Um, NXT had its highest total viewership since Halloween Havoc last year. So um, a good rating for NXT. Uh, and then we can look at, I guess this is kind of what, what, what we're getting at here with the cage match ratings that, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think Golo might be, uh, might be fixing these things, but, but here we have, this is a totally made up and by made up. I mean, I, I, I made this index where I weighted different events to different weights. So I counted like NXT half. I counted raw times three because it's three hours. I counted SmackDown two because it's two hours. I counted pay-per-views times three um, without getting into a whole explanation of methodology that would be, be boring. Um, this calculation would make it seem as if WWE is being as positively received by the voters who are voting on it as, as the voters who are voting on on AEW. Well, not as. It's, it's getting close. It's trending upwards. Um, so there's that. Um, and we can see all the deltas versus the last four, uh, four weeks. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the big stories I think that's happening in TV ratings, with the big story in TV ratings, is uh, one of the big changes that's happened in the last few months that is a clear narrative is how Rampage... We're looking at the demo here in this chart, how Rampage has, until a few months ago, decisively beaten NXT. Well, NXT would be higher in total viewership and whatnot uh, within the demo, which is, the, which is the, the number that matters to determining ad values. Within the demo, yeah, NXT was in, in a lot of weeks beating Rampage in total viewership. Rampage was still blowing away NXT in the demo. Since... Late spring or so, that's not been the case. It's been within the same week, in a, in a comparison of these two shows in the same week, it's been back and forth. And a lot of times lately in the same week, NXT has been um, ahead of Rampage. Now, now before you celebrate and, and, and tell everybody, Chris Gullo, that they're a liar if, if they think that AEW is actually uh, better than WWE, um, now let's consider that Rampage is doing its ratings 
on Friday night at 10, the later time slot. And NXT is doing its ratings on a better night, but but more importantly, a better time slot from 8 to 10. Uh, but that th- this illustrates the decline of Rampage. Why is Rampage down? Why? Uh, I mean, it's that the new car smell of it went away. There's no... Seem to be a lot of the bigger stars aren't always put on Rampage. It seems to be. You're saying it's the content. I, I, I think it, I think it's a time slot first, but then it's also probably the content. Well, the the thing that I learned from studying WWE over over these years, and it's nice that the tables have turned now. I, I, I learned from from Vince McMahon that whenever ratings are good, that's because of the content. But whenever ratings are in decline, that's be, because of um, other sports and other news and presidential elections and the Olympics and hurricanes and all these external uh, the, the talent injuries. You know, sometimes your talent gets into fights in the back. Sometimes you have to suspend scores of them and things of that nature. So, um, or maybe, or maybe it's the content. Um, anyway. Bray Wyatt is advertised for SmackDown tomorrow in Louisiana, New Orleans, Louisiana. How do you, how do you say that city name? New Orleans? New Orleans? Nor- it's not New Orleans. Don't say New Orleans. No, it's New Orleans. Yeah. Have you been to New Orleans? Yes. Yeah? For any, a mini any, weekend. Any, any, any brief stories that you can tell about New Orleans? Uh, they really should close the bars down a lot earlier than they do. <laughs> I'll just say that. Okay, well, SmackDown is in New Orleans. Uh, as of yesterday, as of today, in fact, uh, almost 6,000 tickets distributed according to WrestleTix. The last time WWE was in New Orleans was for a SmackDown. So this is a nice like-to-like comparison in terms of the same type of event. We don't even have the excuse of saying, well, it was a Monday for Raw, and this is a Friday, and Friday is a better night to sell tickets. Um, and it's about even. So SmackDown on February, now it's a different different season. Ideally, we would like these this comparison to be within the same quarter or something. But February 22nd, there was a SmackDown in New Orleans that, according to WrestleTix, had about 6,000 tickets distributed. So this event is right there right now. Will this climb up in the days to come? We'll see. Extreme Rules did. Uh, Extreme Rules climbed in attendance probably because of the anticipation that Bray Wyatt would be returning. Um Raw in Brooklyn this past Monday, according to WrestleTix, final count, tickets distributed, 11,223. Uh, there was a big surge in ticket, tickets out. I hesitate to say ticket sales, but there was a big surge in, in ticket activity towards the last few days of, of this uh, event happening this past Monday. Maybe because of DX. I mean, DX was advertised for quite a while in advance. Or maybe because Bray Wyatt actually debuted on the, the prior Saturday. Um, I would tend to give more of the credit to to Bray Wyatt, even though I'm not a fan of horror movies or horror movies and wrestling. Um, oh, AEW. Really? Oh, yeah. No. Hmm. I've, I've, it's like roller coasters. No. You never like Tori Carey. It's been the I don't want to be deal. terrified. <laughs> um, AEW finally made it to Canada, finally out of the United States uh, this past Wednesday, yesterday, 7,394 in, uh, I almost said Cops Coliseum. At the, I'm, I'm still calling it the Rico Center in Toronto, WB's house show venue, uh, 7,394. Coca Cola Coliseum. Cops Coliseum is in like, it's your Coca Cola is not, not sponsoring us. Um, 
Rampage is tomorrow, a separate event in the same venue. 4,790 was the number as of Tuesday, according to WrestleTix. All these numbers according to WrestleTix. Uh, I've heard some uh, complaints about the not enough matches announced. There are some matches announced now, though, of course, because now we've had Dynamite already happen. So the um, Rampage tonight, that's going to get air tomorrow, though, right? Or is it not live, right? Oh, it's it's tonight. I said Friday. My yeah. Day. Apparently. Yes, no, it's not going to air tonight. Okay, that, that's where I got a little confused on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, one other thing to mention here is we've got a lot of baseball playoffs happening of late. Go Phillies. The, the, the Philly, the, was the Phillies and Braves on Fox last night? Yes, that, that, that was the Fox game. Uh, that was the most watched telecast in 18 to 49. Uh, we also didn't talk about the fact that AW Dynamite did not finish number one in the demo on Wednesday. It did not finish number two, did not finish number three. It finished number four with a point three two uh, ahead of it with the same rating. But I trust that Showbiz Daily is, is ordering this down to the, the third decimal place. And the, the, the number three telecast in the demo was the post-game show for the, I believe this is the Padres and Dodgers game, which was on FS1. The game itself was number one, but also beating Dynamite also with a .42 in the demo. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. .42. Been, been a while, I think, since uh, since Dynamite's done a point four two in the demo. Uh, but let's see if we look at uh, M eighteen to forty nine. M eighteen to forty nine. It is ahead of the post game show. It definitely is ahead of Real Housewives. No surprise there, but not ahead of of the game of the Padres and Dodgers. Um, so we're going to see more baseball. You know, we we were through this last year. Um, hockey if, if, starts tomorrow. Or to, I'm sorry, on, hockey, hockey was Tuesday. on last yeah. night. Hockey starts, hockey, yeah. Ho- hockey was on tomorrow. last night. Yeah. Or today. I, mean. uh, I believe, was it the, the Bruins and the Rangers was on TNT, yeah. 7.01 p.m. Yeah. Dynamite's old time slot. Did a point one nine point one nine in the demo. Um, NBA preseason. And now and, we're going to go to this thing where there's a football game, whether it's college or NFL, on every night of the week going until... December. No shortage of excuses if you need one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you have a good rating, it's because of the content. It's because everybody did a great job. If, if the rating is disappointing, well, external things must have interceded. Um, yes. Uh, that, that's basically, I think that's all we have to run through here. Um, questions or uh, we have uh, what's been happening with uh, with. with a, a, a more direct conversation about WNAW we could have too. I so I, I think the big thing is is I've heard on other podcasts they keep bringing up goodwill that maybe AEW's goodwill with the fans has run out. Like, what are your? This is not a statistical thing, so this is all opinion. But what are your thoughts on that? Like that if oh you know get fans well I'll give them a couple years and now it's like all right you know I gave you a couple years like the goodwill. Of some fans has ran out for AEW. I think it's it's hard for me to say without without projecting my own feelings. I guess I I think I don't know. I think there is there's no CM Punk, there's no Kenny Omega, there's no Young Bucks. Um, and we had a conversation on Tuesday that everybody should listen to with uh, attorney CJ Donald. Um, and I, and I 
talked to another attorney who gave me uh, their thoughts on on the case. Uh, this person said that you know AW's speculated that AW may be being advised. Total speculation, Rasong is not reporting this. Speculated that you know maybe AW's being uh, advised to just fire everybody. That that would be Punk, Omega, and the Bucks. It may be they may be being advised that it is in their interest to just let go of everybody. Um, maybe we'll get into more of that on Sunday as far as the reasoning. Um, but those stars aren't around. I think, in my own fan view, it it makes it it, it burns a little of the goodwill in that like. You know, we thought that Punk was going to be here, and then he got injured, and then he's back, and then there's this fight, and it's 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 not like a malicious burning of goodwill, but no. but sort of uh, what is going on there, and and then Sammy Guevara and uh, Andrade getting into a fight the prior week. You know, um, it's good to see MJF back. I think MJF's star is continuing to rise in the midst of all this. Um, Moxley think- has been consistently a good champion for them. Yeah, I mean, Mox, they have stars. Mox has got a great case for, for wrestler of the year. He's probably going to win. Yeah. Um, they have but, a uh, lot of stars there right now, but then you do see FDRs not used on TV as much. Like, But I think part of it is this, too, is that a, part of re, AW's reason for existing, I said parked, is to be a strong alternative to a crappy mainstream product that is less crappy and people out there listening may not may still think it's quite crappy and that's fine but there's still a large population economically speaking there's still a large population out there of people who are probably not very satisfied with w who are more satisfied with it or who are engaging with it a little bit or probably engaging with it a little bit more now uh and i think that that takes some some of the the value away from aw because you don't need it as much in some people's view. You don't need it as much to satisfy your I want to see good wrestling urge. Um, yeah. uh, we, you know, we'll talk more on Sunday, but like if, if say, all three, all, well, all four parties were fired. Yes. Like that, it would be interesting. WWE's approach. I don't think. I think Punk's would be dumb with wrestling, in my opinion. But I would be interesting. I think in Punk's WWE's relationship a- with with uh, Paul Levesque was worse than his relationship. Yes. with uh, with Vince. Now, now, saying that, I get the impression that Paul Levesque doesn't hold grudges and, and he's pretty willing to reconcile with people. But but Punk would be on the far end of that, and that's in that's in Paul Levesque's view is what I'm speculating about. And if I speculate about Punk's view, I think it would be even more stubborn about what it would take to, to make let him work with them again um now the other three if they somehow ended up in WWE, that would be a pretty i think it'd be a pretty big we're talking about about as big as cody yeah and and the stock price continues to grow um the stock stock price closed at at 74 at 75.49 today which is the highest close price that's closed at since september 2019 uh $5.5 billion of market cap. So, you know, 36% of that $5.5 billion uh, is, is owned by Vince. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've heard people say that, wow, Paul, Paul of X doing a great job. And I think he's doing a good job. Uh, but, but I think it's, it's vastly underestimated how bad a job at, at creative Vince was doing. And, uh, it's, it's leaving everyone to, uh, to just be in awe of, Wow. Look! Look at Triple H. He's doing this amazing job that nobody else could possibly do. 
So, right, anyway. I think, yeah, we are at 30 minutes. We're at 30 minutes. Uh, and and, and any, any more uh, W. Shill comments you want to make? Any, uh, you know, any, any, any other uh, coordinated effort you want to do to try to make Tony Khan uh, look bad and embarrass him? And uh, Not the narrative I paint at all. It was interesting to see Ariel Hawani as a member of the Bills Mafia. That was an interesting thing. Oh, and I didn't and know now, 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 now it all comes out. Now you, you, you <laughs> must have. Did you just get off the phone with Ariel Hawani? Was this, I did not. Was it a three -way we have call? never had a conversation. Was it a three-way call with with was Nick Khan there? Hmm? <laughs> well, that's that's all. That's all for now. You can tune in Sunday and hear more of uh, Grifter Chris Gullo's bad faith takes uh, and his uh, his dirty brain worms. We'll talk to you then when just Jesse Collins will set you straight. Yeah, I'm going to go spend the weekend at Stanford, and I'll be back on Sunday. <laughs> okay, bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.